Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Coming off a freaking wild card win. Let's go against the Minnesota Vikings. Pay that man Daniel Jones right freaking now. What an absolute tremendous performance from Daniel Jones and that offense. I haven't seen the Giants offense play at that level in a decade, maybe. That was one of the best games we've seen from this offense in a long time. I can't even remember the last time we saw that level of efficiency. Daniel Jones running the football, you know, putting his best foot forward. Saquon Barkley running hard. Isaiah Hodgins had his first 100-yard uh, game as an NFL player, first 100-yard game as a Giant in the wild card in the postseason. Had another touchdown. He has five touchdowns in his last six games. I could not be happier. I'm still shaking, guys. I don't know about you. The adrenaline has not worn off. I am still shaking right now. This is beautiful, man, to see what this team has gone through, to see all the adversity and challenges that we've overcome to get to this point in the season where we went into Minnesota, went into their with their fans screaming loud, whatever, and we knocked out a 13-win team. The Vikings have a bad defense, and we took full advantage of that. Good teams beat bad teams and especially take advantage of bad units like the Vikings have. Now, the Giants' defense, definitely some things we want to discuss later on in the video, but for right now, Anthony, how are you feeling? We're going to face Philadelphia. What a freaking game next week's going to be. Bring me Philly, baby. I'm ready. How am I feeling? I'm over the moon right now. The New York Giants just won their first playoff game since 2012, since Super Bowl 46, and what a win it was. You couldn't ask for a better game out of our franchise quarterback, Daniel Jones, a better performance out of Mike Kafka, an awesome offensive coordinator who deserves looks for a head coaching job, and for the 2022 NFL Coach of the Year, Brian Dable. Let's just give that man a round of applause right now. He deserves the awards. He deserves all of the praise for getting the Giants this far and taking it a step further and getting them their first playoff win. Everybody counted the Giants out going into this season. They all said there's no shot they're making the playoffs. This is not a playoff team. This is a rebuilding team. Daniel Jones, Dan, uh, Brian Dable, Saquon Barkley, Xavier McKinney, all of these guys stepped in and said, no, we are everything you think we aren't. We are a playoff team. We're going to go out there, kick some ass every Sunday, make our way to the postseason, and shock the world. And that's just step one. Winning this game, as Saquon Barkley said, means nothing. Let's go win it all. This is just step one. One, but to see the Giants go out there, turn in a performance like this, this gives you hope, man. This, as a Giants fan, you watch a game like this, this is like a vintage New York Giants win classic where the offense just has some heroics from a quarterback who's blossoming into a franchise QB in front of our very own eyes. You're right, pay that man, he deserves it. But listen, Brian Dable. All the praise in the world belongs to Brian Dable right now. We had never envisioned, nobody envisioned that the Giants were, would be in this position when he took this job for his first season, but here we are. And you got to give credit to the man. What a freaking win. It was scary. I think I had like seven heart attacks. I drank too much caffeine before this game began. I really think that I almost ended up in the hospital, but... I don't care. I will be at peace. I will sleep well tonight. The New York Giants got themselves a win in the postseason. I couldn't be happier. Dude, Brian Dable is God right now to us. You know, what he's done with this team, we did a whole episode yesterday talking about what he's done with this team, but he just brought everyone together. You see him after the game, you know, dapping up Isaiah Hodgins, giving him a big hug, dapping up Daniel Jones, going and seeking him out, making sure to, to, to tell him you had a hell of a game. And let's talk about Daniel Jones, Anthony, because Daniel Jones went out there and kicked 
freaking ass. He went out there and justified an extension as a franchise quarterback. 24 for 35, 301 yards, two passing touchdowns, 17 carries, 78 yards on the ground. What more can you ask of the guy? He was there at every single point. He had two fourth down conversions. I mean, come on. Daniel Jones went out there and kicked it into another gear, man. He put it into another gear. He showed us he was not a Toyota Camry. He's a freaking Ferrari. He went out there and absolutely showed us he's got that race car level speed. He's got that race car level power. And I have to say, right now, he is the future of this team. I think that he justified it, no question about it. And he's he's just putting it on the field, man. And the coaching, Mike Kafka was in his freaking bag today. Holy shit. Mike Kafka was unbelievable, man. Unbelievable calling plays on offense. Every single drive, we were in their shit trying to score touchdowns. We only got away with one at the at the field goal in the first half. Um, just uh, in the Darius Slayton drop at the end. You know, there was a couple of negatives, but not even worth discussing because this offense looked the best it's been in a very long time. Isaiah Hodgins led the receivers. Eight receptions, 105 yards and a touchdown. Had that magisterial grab on the left sideline, toe-tapping it in with Daniel Jones. He was rolling out to his left. He resets his feet and slings that shit, man. I haven't seen Daniel Jones make throws like this Maybe ever. That was just absolutely impressive. He looked like Josh Allen out there. He had another unbelievable catch on the right sideline in the red zone. Isaiah Hodgins is a star, my friends. We've been saying this for weeks, if not months now. Isaiah Hodgins is the real deal, and he's probably our wide receiver one right now, and he might be next year, too. Even if we go and get a guy, Isaiah Hodgins should not be ignored. That kid is something special, and I'm very excited to see how he continues to develop and grow in this league. But, Anthony... Daniel Jones, man, he's justified the money. He got himself paid today with that performance. That was a big money fucking day for him. And I'll tell you what, I'm ecstatic about it. I'm freaking exuberant. Let me know how you feel about Daniel Jones and his performance. Bro, you know how I feel. I feel like Daniel Jones low-key carried this team. They don't win this game without Daniel Jones being the quarterback of the New York Giants. They asked him to do everything. They asked him to run the ball. They asked him to throw the ball. They asked him to pick up some conversions on third and fourth down. Every time they asked him to do something, he went out there and he did it. Daniel Jones did not fail at all. Zero turnovers. He's been great all year keeping the ball clean, being efficient. But today, he was freaking surgical. And he found ways to make plays happen to get the win. It's a huge game out of Daniel Jones. It's one that throwback to two years ago, we never envisioned something like this, right? We, we would have never imagined we'd be here with Daniel Jones, but that's what coaching does for you. That's what a great offensive coaching staff can do for you. And like you said, Isaiah Hodgins, that guy is a weapon. He is a great wide receiver. I don't care that he was picked up off the waiver wire, that he was buried on a depth chart for the Bills. It doesn't matter. Look at the way this man is playing football. He doesn't drop the ball. He gets himself open. He's got amazing spatial awareness. A couple of those plays where he's just sitting down in those zones and he just moves a little bit to the side, gets himself open. He knows exactly where to be the right place at the right time for Daniel Jones to deliver the perfect pass. I mean, Isaiah Hodgins and Daniel Jones, they have such chemistry right now. They're building that and it's only strengthening week by week. I'm so impressed with what Daniel Jones did today. Again, not only as a passer, but on the ground. He really was the focal point of the Giants offense. And that's really the thing that stands out to me here. Because you're mentioning Daniel Jones, a big money day for him. He got himself paid with this one. Here's the thing. They ran this offense, not through Saquon Barkley, who you, who you would expect them to. They ran this entire offense through Daniel Jones. They said, we're only winning this game if we give this game to Daniel. And he goes out there and puts up a big performance. They asked him to do that, and he did it. He answered the call 
the offense ran through Daniel Jones, and thus the New York Giants have won a playoff game by the heroics of their quarterback. This is exactly what you dream of. This is what Daniel Jones was probably dreaming of. Fourth-year quarterback, first time playing in the postseason, goes out there, turns in the best performance of his life. This is the best game of his career. You could probably take it outside of the playoff implications and call it the best game of his career, but considering he did this under the pressure of the postseason, the underdogs on the road against the Minnesota Vikings in a tough environment, he went out there and he turned in this performance. Yeah, this is the best game of his career, and this is a career-defining moment for Daniel Jones, and this is one that tells you that's the New York Giants franchise quarterback. You can say that again, man. And a couple other big credits today. The offensive line, wow. Offensive line maybe had one of their best games in the last decade of what we've seen from this unit in the past few years. They were awesome. Absolutely awesome. Evan Neal stepped the hell up today. He was locking it down 1v1 on the edge against Hunter, man. Hunter had a couple plays down the stretch, but otherwise, he completely stonewalled him, took him out of the game. Andrew Thomas, that side of the, the, the line of scrimmage, dominant. Nothing got past Nick Gates and, and, and Andrew Thomas. And Feliciano, good game from him. Glowinski, solid game from him. The offensive line gave Daniel Jones, and, and, and the, the Giants realized that, by the way. They realized, we have time in the pocket. Let Daniel Jones sling the rock. Let him run the football if the, if, if the Red Sea parts, man. And I have to say, the offensive line stepping up big, this is what we've been waiting for. We're seeing the real deal Daniel Jones because the receivers are catching passes minus the one at the end there. And the offensive line is stepping up big when it matters most. And that's all we've been waiting for. We've been asking the Giants to solve these two things for a very long time. Finally, they've put the right pieces in place. A lot of these guys are elevating their game, and we're seeing Daniel Jones do the same around them. So I'm ecstatic, man. What are your thoughts on the offensive line? Then I want to go over the defensive side and, and give a little couple shout-outs to some specific players and talk about maybe some of the struggles and what we have to fix up as we head toward Philadelphia, which is going to be a much more difficult game for us because they got two very good sides of the football, offense and defense. But watching what Daniel Jones in this offense did today, I, I don't think that we can't match them. Honestly, the way that the Giants play today, they play like that every week. They can beat anybody. That's how I feel. What a performance. And again, the offensive line that you just mentioned, probably the best performance of them all season long. They came to play in their biggest moment in the playoff game. We got the best performance out of Evan Neal. Andrew Thomas, dude, I don't know how he wasn't the first team all pro. Okay, he got second team. That's awesome. He should have been the first team all pro. Look at what he does for the Giants offense and look at the way that they run to his side and scheme plays for him. He is like, he's not just an offensive lineman. He is like an actual playmaker in the Giants offense. Like they call plays where they ask him to do something very specific and only Andrew Thomas can do it. And it springs touchdown runs week after week. This guy is a living legend. He's becoming a legend in front of us. Andrew Thomas is that freaking good. But like you mentioned, the whole offensive line across the board, what a performance. Was there a couple gaps here and there, a sack, maybe a holding, whatever? Okay, sure. But for the most part, this was a clean played football game by the Giants offense and the offensive line had everything to do with that. And another thing that I'll mention, in the running game, they really stood out to me. A couple of those plays were Saquon Barkley. He has that burst once he hits the second level like no other, but he doesn't get to the second level without a few key blocks in the running game from Andrew Thomas, from Feliciano, who played pretty solid. Golinski wasn't a sore spot. Evan Neal with some clutch blocks as a run blocker. I mean, the offensive line really opened things up, not just for Saquon Barkley to find those holes, but even Daniel Jones. They had a couple quarterback designed runs. He made some plays happen with his legs. The offensive line came to play, and if the Giants offensive line continues to play like that, the Giants can continue to play that level of offense and can continue to win games. Like I said, if the Giants play like this every week, they can beat anybody. This was a nearly 
flawlessly executed game plan. So proud of Daniel Jones going out there, executing that, making those big plays, and unbelievably impressed with Brian Dable, uh, Mike Kafka, and of course, we're about to talk about the defense, Wink Martindale as well. Way to execute the game plan and go out there and get the win. Yeah, I mean, look, defensively, this they, we had some struggles, right? And, and I want to point out a couple of players that deserve some credit right now. Notably, Dexter Lawrence, man. He was an animal, an animal today, man. Dexter Lawrence, all pro, and, and he should have been first team. The guy was electric. I mean, that roughing the passer down the stretch call, biggest bullshit I've ever seen for what it's worth. That was ridiculous. The play after that, he destroyed the Viking center. He literally lifted him up and ran him right into Cousins' lap. The guy is one of the best players in this entire league, and he's at the forefront of our defense, and that is exactly where he needs to be, and we got to lock him up for a very long time. We cannot wait to do that. He's got to be extended the second this freaking season ends because he's a monster. Luckily, we got him at a fifth-year option at $12 million next year. Very, very, very reasonable price for a player of that caliber. Other guys that deserve some credit, Xavier McKinney, couple of really big moments in this game. Big pass breakup on uh, Justin Jefferson downfield. Could have been OPI, if we're being honest. Big, big, big tackle on that fourth and eight play on Hawkinson to end that game for the Giants. He stepped up big. McKinney had a very solid game. The linebackers struggled to a degree. Darnay Holmes actually had a decent game. Now, in coverage, a little bit of a liability, but he had two big tackles for a loss that he blew up a couple screen passes um, on Dalvin Cook that were excellent. Really good recognition from him. Uh, Leonard Williams had two quarterback hits and a pass defended. He was putting pressure on uh, Cousins all game long. Thibodeau had three tackles and a quarterback hit. He had a, a couple of good moments. Um, and, and Cordell Flott came in and had a pass breakup at the end there. That was a really big one on a pass downfield to Osborne, I believe. Um, so, you know, you're looking at this team. A lot of these names you see on the stat sheet are not supposed to be starting, but they are, and they're stepping up, and they're making plays. Now, the linebacker core, a bit of a liability. Jalen Smith, Gerard Davis really struggled today in coverage. He's not much of a, a coverage linebacker. They pulled him out um, and, and really uh, extrapolated on, on his weaknesses and, and took advantage of them. So, you know, those linebackers, they got to shore up next week against Jalen Hurts. We cannot afford to be giving up plays like that and blown coverages and uh, the secondary was a bit of a struggle. Aziz Ojolari, of course, as you know, quad injury. He was knocked out. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. But, Anthony, when you're looking at Dexter Lawrence, we'll start there. You know, what are your thoughts on his performance and the rest of the defense? You can kind of go through the same steps I did. Yeah, I mean, Dexter Lawrence, I said it for Andrew Thomas. I'm going to say it for him. The second team All-Pro, it's a nice prize. Both of those players deserve to be first team All-Pros. And I think Dexter Lawrence put that on full display today. He was wreaking havoc on the interior of the Vikings offensive line all game long. That roughing the passer call, let me just say, that was the biggest load of horse shit that I have ever seen. And the NFL needs to come together this offseason. They need to make those plays ch challengeable. That cannot continue to happen. It's happened to the Giants before. It happened on a huge stage here. Could have been game-changing. Luckily, the Giants defense went out there got the stop anyway but that's the kind of play that when it happens in the postseason it's just a terrible look for the NFL they need to make a change it needs to be challengeable needs to be reviewable whatever the case might be but these stupid freaking roughing the passer calls where the quarterback barely even gets touched they cannot continue to happen it is atrocious but again like you mentioned the rest of the Giants defense really it was a solid performance honestly I know that there were some gaps I know it wasn't perfect TJ Hawkinson kind of ran free from the majority of the game but look at what they did to Justin Jefferson in the second half three second half targets why because Adoree Jackson started playing that press coverage and started jamming at the line of scrimmage and they started playing that bracket coverage double teaming him they really took Justin Jefferson out of the game in the second half and you could argue that is the reason that the Giants won so yeah the, the Giants defense didn't play as well as the offense the offense is 
is the reason that they won, but they still don't win this game without the Giants' defense making some crucial plays, like the plays that Xavier McKinney made that you mentioned. Darnay Holmes with some crucial plays, some great pressures. Kayvon Thibodeau had at least five pressures in this game. Leonard Williams played great, especially in the first half. I really like the way he played. That defensive line really came to play. Aziz Ojolari obviously being knocked out with an injury is a big loss, especially as we look ahead to next week, but the rest of those guys on that defensive line came to play. The whole Giants defense really did in my eyes. I thought Julian Love played well, and again, Having a Dory Jackson in the lineup, I said this all week on the podcast, Alex. I was saying those plays, having a Dory Jackson absent from the lineup is a huge loss because, yes, you have receivers go for big plays, but the main thing is that he has the ability to jam a receiver at the line of scrimmage, create that one to two second buffer where you can't make that quick throw and let the pass rush get home. How many times did we see that happen? There was a play specifically in the first quarter where Kirk Cousins on third down looking to the flat, he's trying to get it to Justin Jefferson. Usually, he's got that throw to Jefferson, but Adoree Jackson getting in his face, jamming him at the line of scrimmage. It was just one extra second that Cousins had to hold on to the ball. Then he's pressured, had to throw it away. Giants get the ball back. That's the difference. That is the key to the Giants defense. That's what they were missing, but they have it now with Adoree Jackson. I said it. I really felt like that first matchup with the Vikings, the Giants were one player away from winning that game, and I think that was proven today in the wild card round. Having Adoree Jackson on the field made the difference. I don't care if he didn't have a pick. He didn't have many pass breakups. He didn't play some stupendous game it doesn't matter it allowed the Giants to play their brand of defense just a little bit better and allow them to make one to two extra stops that ultimately win the game in a game of inches so again holding the Vikings offense to 24 points that's pretty solid in my eyes look at all this, the offensive firepower that they have you you hold them to 24 points you take that and you win the game with that as the Giants just did so I really can't say enough about the way that the Giants performed here all levels of the game even special teams played solid they almost forced a turnover there as well it was really really close but we've said so much about how great the offense was and I really think that the defense deserves a lot of credit as well I think Wink, Wink Martindale he learned from a couple of the mistakes that he made in that first game in week 16 yes he did get a little bit too aggressive at times he played too much single high co uh, safety coverages but if you notice in this game in the second half there was a lot of cover too he had a lot of double high safeties out there and he kind of tricked Kirk Cousins into checking down on fourth and eight he tricked them into doing that because they were expecting single high he went with double high check down on fourth and eight it, it it was a really masterful game plan from the Giants coaching staff, and you just can't say enough. And my goodness, what a freaking win, and how good does it feel, Alex, to just be here with the New York Giants winning a postseason game? Dude, I didn't think we'd make the postseason at all this year, let alone win a playoff game. This is ridiculous. This is the best I've felt in years. <laughs> this is the type of – this is like anti-aging serum. This is what the Giants can do for you. Uh, this is the happiest I've been on a Sunday in a very long time, my friends, and I know you guys yes. are feeling the exact same way. The, the, the shakes have, have subsided as we've recorded and gotten all this energy out. And Tibosaurus Rex, what can Shout you say? <laughs> the goodiest of luck charms. The goodiest boy. I mean, look at him. He just screamed. He's yelling, Dable. That's basically, I mean, this is ridiculous, man. Look, when, I, when, I, when I pulled this guy out in week one, I didn't think that it would turn into what it's turned into, but he's really turned into the mascot of this show and really is our good luck charm. I, we didn't have anything like this in the past, but I pulled him out week one. We got a clutch win over the Titans, and here we are all these weeks later, and Tibosaurus Rex sits on my desk for every single show that we do, and the Giants are winning playoff games with him, so shout out Tibosaurus Rex, man. Unreal, man. Tibosaurus Rex for the win, guys, but wow. Playoff game, a win in a playoff game at in Minnesota with their it, away guys enjoy this moment 
we deserve this freaking moment right now because it's been a long few years getting through the Joe Judges of the world and the Shermers and the Jason Garrett's and we're finally in a place where we can look at the future and say this shit is bright. We got a good quarterback. We got a great running back. We got an offensive line gelling at the right time. We have two bookend tackles. I think Evan Neal showed us that he can be that this year. Um, he has had some of those flashy games, and I think he's good for the future. We have two uh, We have two defensive edge rushers in Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau. If Aziz can stay healthy in the future, dangerous. Dexter Lawrence, <laughs> I mean, what more is there to say? One of the best defensive tackles in all of football. When Aaron Donald eventually retires, he may be the best defensive tackle in all of football at the end of the day. Um, not history, obviously, just in the league. But I'll tell you what, this is a team composed of a lot of different levels of, of, of talent, and the Giants continuously are getting the most out of them. So that's the most impressive part. And like you said before, Dable, I mean, if you if you don't vote for him to be coach of the year, I don't there must be something wrong with you because he just walked into Minnesota and won a freaking game against a 13-win team with a roster that should not be in the postseason. That is special. That is beautiful. That is just a storybook. That's this is something this is this is stuff that kids are gonna read about. You know, this is bedtime stories, just heroic stuff right now. You know what I mean? They got to make a freaking documentary about this guy one day because this is just beautiful. Um, I'm really excited for next week. We're going to do a lot of work this week for you guys, making sure we know what we're up against against Philadelphia and what the Giants saw in their most recent game because Jalen Hurts looked bad. You know, he did not look good. He looked rusty coming off of that injury. And who knows, he may end up having a similar game. We almost beat them with our backups. I know for damn sure we can beat them with our starters. So guys, enjoy this win. Like and subscribe as always. We've got you guys covered with a week full of great content leading up to the Eagles. And let's freaking go Giants.